Stephen Pritchard joins us for Thursday Finance. Uh, yeah, the markets had a wild ride yesterday and continuing this morning with the election of the, the uh, new US president. Um, so the gold price the gold price was up yesterday and then it's dropped back again this morning and we're now at uh, $1,679 an ounce. Uh, the silver price is $24.16 an ounce and the tin price is $27,887, which is up 2.02%. Um, the currency markets, um, the Australian dollar um, fell against the US dollar yesterday, so um, which which we're down down to 76.41 US cents. Um, we fell against the British pound to 61.56 euros cents uh, uh, pence sorry and we uh, rose against the euro to 70 euro cents um, the oil laundries market w- 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 was uh, was down two and a half percent at one stage but but was, was dropping quite dramatically around lunchtime but went back up in the afternoon to finish down on the day by 1.3 percent to five thousand two hundred and thirty eight dollars and it was up again this morning um, the Dow Jones finished up 3.5 percent to eighteen thousand five hundred and eighty nine and the Hang Seng, which is the Hong Kong index, finished down 1.7 percent to 22,415. Um, in the oil price, the Wexus Intermediate crude price was down 4.6 percent to $57.75 a barrel. And in the fuel that goes in Collins' car, the unleaded petrol price. No, diesel. Diesel. Mate. We'll diesel. get to diesel in a minute. Yep. The unleaded petrol price was um, down 1.2% to $1.28 a litre. And the uh, in Sydney, you know, i got to go to Bob off to Sydney this afternoon, so I'll have to get it filled up in Sydney. It's $1.23 a litre. Bloody ridiculous, so, isn't it? Five cents a litre. Shaver it's too dear. Too dear. And the diesel, well, the diesel hasn't moved on last week, so it's $1.21 a litre. Jeez, and that's cheap. It's cheap, is it? It yeah. is cheap at the moment. I yeah. used up the hunter. I was paid about a dollar thirty-one. Oh yeah, the hunter's always yeah. The wealthier people up the hunter. <laughs> and in Sydney, <laughs> in Sydney, it's a dollar twenty-one. Well, it must be that you can afford to pay that for petrol. No, oh, well, diesel. diesel, diesel. I yeah. don't know about that. So, someone's yeah. someone's earning a lot of money out of me, mate. Yeah, well, you <laughs> And joining us on the phone uh, with a weekly market update is Henry Jennings. Uh, so, of course, senior commentator with the Marcus Today Financial Newsletter. Good afternoon to you, Henry. How are you, mate? Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks, mate. Sounds good. So, what a week! What a difference a week's made here, Henry. Well, it's more than twenty-four hours, actually, Stephen. <laughs> no, it's a week since we spoke. Yeah, it is, but the last twenty-four hours have been quite uh, quite amazing. amazing. Yes. Um, I think I think we've spoken before about how I thought that Trump could get up. Um, and he did, and it's um, it caused some massive uh, disruptions to the market yesterday, and um, it's bounced all the way back today, which is um, extraordinary. And um, we are, uh, I think yesterday we got to a high of fifty three fifteen, as it looked like um, Hillary was going to take the um, yep. take the crown, and here we are at fifty three oh three, like nothing has ever happened. Yeah, I mean, at lunchtime yesterday, you know, it dropped about a hundred points in half hour. I mean, it was just red everywhere, except uh, except Newcrest. Well, the golds all went through the roof as uh, the gold price uh, spiked. Uh, we saw the Dow futures down five uh, percent, which is their limit, and that was about eight hundred points. Uh, and um, yeah, our market just tanked from being up sort of thirty or forty to uh, down two hundred at one stage before it rallied and closed. Uh, just over 100 down, so not too bad, and we're up 140 today. Mm, and the U.S. market went up overnight. <laughs> I know, the U.S. market went up. It's, um, it's crazy.
crazy stuff, and now everyone's coming out saying, you know what, Trump might, uh, might not actually be that bad, you know, good for business, lots of infrastructure spend, uh, building walls and things. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting, interesting landscape that we're now in for the next four years. Yes, well, it remains to be seen what he actually... I mean, some of the things he's going to do, but I I suspect the wall won't really be built. It might become a metaphorical wall, but um, at the end of the day, he has been elected on a platform, and the people that elected him will want to see some of those policies Mm -hmm. enacted. Uh, They won't just want to see him roll over and have his tummy tickled by Wall Street and uh, the Washington elite. That is not what he's been elected to do. He is the ultimate reset button. Um, he wants to drain the swamp. Yep, that's a great term. That's a great term. Yep. I think we should uh, start to drain the swamp in Canberra as well. It would be lovely, wouldn't yeah, it, I mean, if we could uh, if we could drain that particular swamp? It does show that um, you know politicians and the media, to some extent, are very out of touch with what is going on. Um, you know, the, the middle of America is basically very disenfranchised and angry, and uh, um, they want uh, they want change. And some of the comments we've heard from our politicians over the last couple of weeks, uh, anti-Trump, you know, that's done Australia no good. I mean, we should have stayed right out of that. I'm not sure Donald Trump knows where Australia is, to be honest. No, but someone someone would have reported it to him. Anyhow, more more important things. Um, CBA had a big upset yesterday. I mean, the the shareholders basically revolted and 49%, which must be almost a record, voted against the remuneration report. Shareholders are revolting, as they say. Um, yes, very much so. This was highly embarrassing for CBA. Um, they did withdraw um, Resolution 4 from the AGM, which was a proposal to uh, to link the CEO in the Rev's pay to uh, cultural performance, um, which was very airy-fairy. Um, and uh, the, um, the company did receive that, that ominous first strike against uh, the rest of their remuneration report. So um, they are on notice, but, you know, they have to get to three strikes, and by the time they get to three strikes, they've all paid themselves rather a lot of money, and they probably don't care anyway because they're all moving to other jobs. Mm. So um, I think there should be less than three strikes myself, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. anyway, it's, um, it's not the way it works. But they've got Catherine Livingston coming here to try and polish up their image a bit. So. Um, well, I think you've, you've put your finger on it, Peter. Uh, uh, Stephen, it's, um, it is all about... How does it justify 12.7 million? That's just. Uh... <laughs> I think they worked out the average bank CEO earns 80 times uh, the average uh, every, average salary now. And, and speaking of bank CEOs, there's now some calls for accountability from the ANZ Bank for the salary that was paid to uh, to the previous CEO and uh, the billion, the millions that are being lost on the Asian expansion. So... Yeah, I mean, Mike 007 Smith. Uh, had the reins of ANZ for some time. Um, he was kind of uh, a bit sort of James Bond-like with some of his international exploits before joining ANZ, and he was the man responsible for pushing ANZ towards their their much um, their much uh, fantastic Asian strategy, or so it was going to be. Um, unfortunately, they, it turned out to be the Asian strategy hasn't been that fantastic, and they have beaten a pretty uh, pretty sort of uh, a mournful look as they retreat from Asia and. Uh, yeah, he got paid a lot of money for uh, for that, and um, it was not successful at all. Um, and they still have some businesses in Asia, but uh, at least Shane Elliott, the new man in charge, has kind of pushed the reset button on that and has focused far 
more domestically, as all the other three banks have as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how much competition there is now in that space as they're all very um, very focused inward rather than outward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should have been called the $88 million man. Uh, well, he could have been uh, Steve Austin times uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what he got paid, $88 million over this term of appointment. Did he really get paid $88 million? Uh, so the financial review said, and apparently he got $8 million for the past year he, he, he worked last year. That is extraordinary. That's extraordinary amount of money, yeah. Anyhow, um, and on to Medicare. Medicare, sorry, Medibank Private. Medibank Private. So their um, revenue growth running below expectations. So they continue to. I think the private health numbers are continuing to fall. Well, I, th- I think that there's a, there's a massive problem with private health is that it is very expensive, mm-hmm. and people are downgrading their cover because they're not actually seeing the value in private health. I know that you know I, I pay an awful lot in private health, as I'm sure. You do as well, yep. and, and and when you go to get the money back, it uh, it always seems a derisory kind of amount, um, given what you've just paid, especially um, for things like dental and whatever. And, and healthcare costs have gone up out of all proportion to what you're actually receiving back. So um, it's it's really kind of needs to be revamped. Um, you either need to get more for your money or pay a, a lot less for what you've got. Unfortunately, that does put pressure on some of the healthcare providers and we've seen that with HealthScope with their um, their kind of profit downgrade or warning they had uh, a little while ago saying the hospital numbers were down and I think people, you know, it's, it's, it's an expensive thing now, private health and you need to get value so a lot of people are downgrading to bare minimums or, or certainly lower cover which does put a strain on the, uh, on the, um, the, the uh, Medicare and uh, free health and um, the government won't like that either. No, nah, well, I mean, one of the issues with the private health fund is a lot of that revenue is actually ending up in the government pockets because, the, you know, if you go to the public hospital, as soon as you go to the public hospital, the first question they ask you is, is there a private health fund sign here? Yeah. So, so, so they, they unbill the private health fund for money that the, the, the government should be paying. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. So it's, 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 I think it's all a bit of a mess yeah. um, and it needs to be... Uh, radically overhauled, but I don't think anyone's got the stomach for that. Yeah, there needs to be a blank sheet of paper and start again and try. Yep. Yeah, it's tr- yep. trying to fix it. And what's yep. happening to Aristocrat? I mean, the CEO suddenly exited. Yeah, that was quite strange, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the uh, the long-standing CEO who was kind of popular and has done a particularly um, you know pretty good job with the uh, the company. I have to say, the stock prices has gone fantastically over the last few years. Um, he kind of is no longer there. Um, he's going to be transitioning, so I mean that's that's a good thing. It's although it's a, a sudden announcement um, to the market, um, it's not um, happening tomorrow. It's happening in February, yeah, I think, yeah. from memory. Yeah. Um, the new guy, uh, Trevor Croker. Uh, maybe it was just a day of change yesterday when uh, when they announced this. Maybe it was uh, you know, um, Obama goes, Clinton uh, Clinton goes, and then we've got this guy, um, you know, that uh, is leaving. Uh, Aristocrat, Jamie O'Dell, has done a very, very good job and, and the business has been good. And whenever people leave, um, you know, there's always some concerns. And, you know, I guess it's, it's good for your ego if, uh, if you leave and the share price drops 5 or 6, 7 or 8% or whatever. Uh, it makes you feel pretty good about it. It makes you feel pretty mm-hmm. valuable. But, uh, you know, most of these companies are machines, um, if you pardon the pun with Aristocrat. Yeah. And, um, you know, he will, um, the new guy, Trevor Croker, um, he's moving to the U.S., um, which is where Aristocrat is pretty much uh, 
focus these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, he's got a lot of experience, so hopefully it will continue to go well. Right on. We might come back. All right, not a problem. It is 28 to 1 here at 2 and RFM Thursday Finance. It's time for shopping and time for fun at Enigma Jewellers Glendale. With one-stop shopping for all diamonds, colour stone jewellery, watches, pearls, also valuations, repairs and remodelling. Enigma Jewellers are the stockists of popular brands, Pandora and Thomas Sabo. So come and check out our sponsor, Enigma Showcase Jewellers. Stockland Glendale, next to Target. Easy parking, easy shopping. Introducing the legendary Big Mac Special Sauce. Now appearing in the Macca's Clubhouse Burger with 100% Aussie Angus, caramelised onion, bacon, cheddar cheese on a brioche-style bun. Available after 10.30 a.m. for limited time. Our sponsor... Get into Newcastle Toyota for the Toyota Thon clearance. Every vehicle reduced for four massive days. Don't miss this very special annual event. It all starts Friday. Our sponsor, Newcastle Toyota, LMD 17929. To a new RFM weather. For our sponsor, Ingenia Lifestyle. Hunter Valley, Lake Macquarie and Chain Valley Bay selling now. Out on the waters, winds are variable about 10 knots. Seas are below 1 metre into an ori, still small of below 1 metre also. Currently in a low tide of 0.5 of a metre, we will go high again at around about 25 past 5 of 1.6 metres. Currently at Bob's Farm, just on 22 degrees. Thursday Finance with Stephen Pritchard here at 2NURFM. And of course, Henry Jennings joins us this afternoon. Henry. Stephen. Yeah, and then uh, Seven West Seven West Media's earnings forecast to fall up to 20%. So, I mean, unfortunately, they're in two industries that, that aren't going too well, the free-to-air uh, television and the uh, print newspapers. Mm, um, these are very much kind of rust-belt industries, I guess. Um, and I suppose, you know, things aren't really going to get much better given that... Uh, now, the nation is switching over to uh, to NBN, and when you do, uh, you know, you get all those fantastic speeds that you'll be able to access Netflix and Stan and Apple's, Apple, um, you know, iTunes and all that sort of stuff, Apple TV. So, um, I don't know, I, 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 I find it, um, you know, the free-to-air model is, is, is very much, um, you know, it's a, it's a reality TV model, it seems, at the moment, and if you... If you like reality TV, that's the place to be. If you don't, then uh, there's plenty of good television to watch advert-free on um, on these streaming services. So I think it's going to be hard work, not just for um, for seven, but also for uh, for nine and ten as well. Not going to be an easy um, road in the next few years. Mm, you wonder how long free to air is actually going to last. Well, I guess you know there's always a market, and, and you know you, you get my kitchen rules and mm-hmm. all that, and the block and all these kind of programs that uh, that people like and watch. But um, it's 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 pretty hard, isn't it? You know, it, it would be very tough, especially as we go to this more um, speedy kind of uh, internet service with 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 no limits, um, and even the the mobile phone data is now um, getting cheaper, and you can mm-hmm. get more of it, so you can access streaming on your phones, you can access it at home, you can link all your devices. It's hard to see why you would um, really watch free-to-air, to be honest, and most of it's rubbish. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree there. <laughs> um, and down at Dulux, Dulux profit was up 15.6% on the prior year. Yeah, you'd have, to, you'd have to think that, uh, that Dulux is a pretty much a, um, is a winner from the current housing boom. Um, the stock price hasn't done too 
prices um, in terms of the raw materials, and they can't always pass on those costs to uh, to customers. So it hasn't been a great performer this year. Um, but you know, you'd have to think that with with housing starting to peak, uh, a lot of people will stay put and uh, renovate their homes as opposed to um, as opposed to just um, moving on. But um, at the moment, the stock price is pretty much where it was at the beginning of the year. Um, it's had some good days and some bad days, but it hasn't really gone anywhere for the year. So uh, not not a stellar performer, really. No. And you, you'd think that the closure of Masters actually would be positive for them because because they're the ones who are selling out of... Uh, yeah. Out of, I, I think long-term it probably will be, but I think in the short term sure, there's obviously okay. some, yeah. some pressure on the, uh, on the pricing yeah. of, uh, of paint. Yeah. And down at cash converters, uh, they've been ordered to pay $12 million for... What a shame. Shame, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, cash converters um, has had a, a pretty miserable year, and that, as you say, they've been ordered to pay some money on their payday lending and their payday loan business, which, you know, is, is, is I, I think it's kind of unconscionable, but mm. how much they uh, they charge for these, uh, these short-term mm-hmm. kind of loans, but um, this is their business, and there's obviously a market for it. Um, unfortunately, there is, I guess. Um, so, yeah, not a big fan of this stock, but it has kind of perked up a little bit in the last few days on the back of this news, because I guess at least now the market can quantify um, the kind of the damage uh, that's been done uh, to the to the business mm-hmm. and how much they need to pay. But uh, it is an enforceable undertaking by ASIC, so, um, yeah, they're going to have to, um, at least I guess, not be paying lawyers anymore. You, you wonder also about how long it's before ASIC turns their mind to these um, rent uh, leasing, uh, you know, com, uh, consumer rent leasing type entities where, where you just rent your notebook for three years and uh, yeah. and the interest rates are never disclosed because they're, they're, they're uh, renting and the rates are quite high in those as well. Well, I guess, I mean, one of the, one of the joys of the, the kind of the flexi-rent model, I guess, in terms of renting your technology is a lot of people like the brand new stuff mm. so uh, you know at the end of your three years you've either got a laptop that's completely worthless if you buy it um, you know you're trying to flog it on ebay um, or you can sort of roll your, your agreement into the latest and greatest product so although you've paid a lot more in terms of uh, interest rate uh, you know mate, you haven't suffered that massive uh, depreciation i guess of, a, of an asset so and, and so it does suit some people after all i mean that's the way we Sort of we, we buy mobile phones effectively is, is, mm. is through that subsidised kind of uh, model. Mm. Um, you know, and if you looked at the interest rate, what you're really paying for the phone over and above what you could get the, the plan for without the phone, you'd probably find that that's a pretty similar oh. kind mm. of uh, number as well. Yeah. And, uh, and other media companies flag that they're going to you know, have to cut costs uh, by $40 million to uh, offset their sagging revenue base. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean News Corp has the same kind of issues, I guess, as uh, Seven West Media. Um, print media is uh, somewhat in decline, uh, to say the least, and it is, it's a tough world. Um, you know, getting people to pay for stuff that they have been getting for free in terms of uh, digital content is, is a tough road, and, and News Corp is no exception to that, no matter how smart Rupert is. Um, you know, the stock price still come down from you know, below... Um, 20 bucks recently, just below 20 bucks to, uh, to sort of 16 bucks. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's had a big fall. It seems to be recovering a little bit now. Uh, maybe the market's warming uh, to the cost cutting, but it's it's very much a cost cutting story as opposed to a revenue growth story, mm-hmm. which you can only do that for so long. That's yep. the problem.
That's right. And you've got no journalists left. And, well, they, uh, well the Newcastle Herald up here doesn't appear to have many journalists left. Yeah, yeah. although I, did, I, I, I attended a, a digital disruption uh, technology conference the other week and, and listened to the lady from News Corp presenting about the future. And there's some exciting developments down the track which is going to help uh, digital uh, you know, analogue newspapers, I guess, cut costs. But, um, you know, it's, it's still, still a tough road, I think. Mm. And Charter Hall seems to have repriced that that flight and got it away. Yeah, they did, didn't they? That was that was. Uh, I mean, I guess the market talked um, to them, and they they were trying to get away. I can't. I was oh, from memory. It's about five point seven percent or something like that. Um, they did reprice it. They did get away. They've upgraded the um, the earnings guidance as well. So um, all is better. The, the, I guess the problem that the, the REITs have got at the moment is that US bond rates are, are, are trending higher. Um, actually got over 2% last night. So we are seeing the emergence of inflation, the emergence of higher rates, um, even though the, the, the New Zealand RBA um, cut rates today, and that is having a detrimental effect on those kind of uh, bond proxies like the Real Estate Investment Trust and also okay. Transurban Sydney Airports and, yep. and those sorts of, and the utility stocks which borrow a lot of money um, and are heavily in debt, um, interest rate rises don't really suit their business model. Yes, that's right. So, uh, you know, as the rates rise a bit, so these these real estate investment trusts will probably fall a bit more. They had a, I mean, let's face it, they had a, an amazing run this yep. year. They have been the superstar sector of the market, I guess, along with some of the others like gold. Um, as interest rates went negative um, in, in, in one or two places and US rates were on hold, but now the environment has changed, um, or it certainly is changing. I mean, uh, who knows what's going to happen with Trump, but uh, certainly... Uh, I think the environment is changing and uh, we are going to see uh, a more normalised interest rate environment in the, in the next sort of two, three years. OK, so, so with all these volatility in the markets, you really need to keep uh, on top of all this. And, and how many times a day do you send out your... Uh, well, we, uh, we send it out uh, lunchtime every day, but it's always available on our website before then. Um, so, yeah, go to marcustoday.com.au and sign yourself up for a two-week subscription and maybe... Uh, we can help you make some sense out of the, um, the, the markets at the moment. And make some money, Henry. And make some money. And make some money. There's always that, Stephen. Okay. Thanks, Henry. Good on you, Henry. Thank you. Today we might just have a talk about uh, uh, investing in different types of asset classes. And um, if anyone wants to give us a call while we're talking about that, they can give us a call on 49216216. Um, and, and various people come to us and, you know, the first thing you need to do when they want some advice on where to, to invest their money is to determine how long they want to invest it for. And th- this is very important. So for, for you, if you're just looking for, for short-term um, type of investment, you, you, you want to save up for... Um, you know your Christmas presents or, or a deposit on a house or something. The best the best place you can invest that money is really just in a, in a savings account um, or, or a term deposit, short term term deposit, um, because you, you you need to be guaranteed that, that, that you're going to have this money available when you need it. Um, so there's a number of high um, at call high interest accounts available at the moment. Some are even giving you three percent for an introductory offer and the other alternative is a fixed term deposit so so if you if you're looking at um buying a house in 18 months time say um look at putting your money on term deposit for 18 months or that's so. I, I just got to say for someone that's just bought a house that is one thing that really annoys me they give you this real big you know three percent for a newbie sort of contract 
after after three months, it's gone. On what? Boring? On, on, no, 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 on like goal saver accounts and things like that. Yeah, yeah, we'll just change institutions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the answer. Keep, I mean, yeah, that, that's, it, yes. that's quite the answer. I mean, that, that, that you, you know, <laughs> there was a certain institution close to our office and, you know, they used to have this four-month introductory offer. Hmm. And at the end of four months, we used to, and it was for new customers only, so what we used to do is just take the money out at the end of the four months, close the account, and then turn around and open a new account and put the same check back in. And and and, 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 and in the end, they didn't even bother taking, taking the money out. And we'd say, well, once we've closed the account, we, we, we're no longer a customer, but now we're a new customer. And, but of course, now what they're now saying is a bit smarter, this, that... that that um, you've never had one of these accounts before. That seems to be the terms and conditions. Mm. So, but, but there's plenty of people around offering um, these type of accounts. Um, uh, I think Citibank's over 3%, um, Rabobank's offering over 3%, but, but like you say, um, um, a couple of the uh, credit unions are offering that. Um, but like you say, it's generally limited to four, four months. And yes, yes, I, I don't think that's really fair either. I mean, you've got your loyal existing customers. That's right, and they get nothing. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know they get nothing, but, but the new customers in the door are getting these... Uh, these uh, higher rates, and the other thing I don't think is particularly fair is, uh, is 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 these rates just generally be to personal customers. So if it's in your self-managed super fund or your family trust or something, they they don't give you the same rate as they do to the personal customers. So I don't know why that's the case either. But you know, as as we just said, if the uh, you know just tell them you. Someone's got to be the money out. Someone's got to be paid eighty-eight million dollars, Stephen. I don't know that that institution is <laughs> offering offering these rates. These rates tend to be on the smaller institutions or mm. the ones that have got online um, uh, online access. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so you know, buying a house, you need the money. Have the, you need to make sure the money's there when you want it. You need to make sure you're going to have a you know more or less capital guarantee, um, the high interest savings account, or a term deposit for the term of the house. Um, I thought you were actually talking about when you get a new loan. I mean, that, that's another thing that upsets me, that the new borrowers get this introductory rate and the old borrowers are kind of left there. Banks just frustrate me. Yeah, well, the so word I, bank frustrates it's me. It's not only the banks. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. Yeah. the banks. Um, yeah, so we've had some success with our clients in telling the financial institution that if they don't drop the rate, we're just going to refinance elsewhere. Mm. And it's, it's the, now that you don't have to repay the stamp duty and stuff on the loan mortgages, and a lot of the banks will now waive their application fees, it's not that painful to refinance elsewhere. Yeah, okay. And the, yep. the banks will tend to, sometimes they won't drop it all the way, but you can usually get a bit of a you know, 25 basis points discount or something. Mm. Um, and then, you know, if you're looking a bit longer, um, you know, there's fixed interest, um, there's uh, longer-term uh, fixed interest securities you can buy, um, three years, um, some of the, the income, fixed interest income funds. They're probably good if you're looking at, you know, having your money for three years. You want a bit of a higher return on the savings accounts um, and um, you, you're prepared to take a bit of risk in the middle. Um, and then across the share market, um, and now... Uh, and what what prompted me to raise this today is we we had some people who bought some shares last week and we were in a panic yesterday, wanting to sell yesterday. Unfortunately, they didn't. Um, you know, if you're going to invest in the share market, you've got to be aware that there's going to be there's going to be ups and downs. Now, this example, they bought some shares last week. If they'd have sold after lunch yesterday, they would have made a significant four or five six percent loss. If they'd have sold this morning. Um, 
we'd have back been back where we were. So what I'm saying is if you want to invest in the shoe market, you really need to look to invest for a three- to four-time horizon. Uh, you're not there to, 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 to put some money in this week, worry about it next week, and if you're going to do that, you're probably better off staying with your, your term deposits. There's no use investing in something that you're not comfortable with. Yeah, okay. So when we go to do that, we should just be holding off, making sure that you know we we plan out for at least three to five years. Oh, I mean, something can go wrong, but if you know you know you're going to need your money for for for, for, for something in twenty you know eighteen months or something, I wouldn't recommend you putting the shim hard. You know, your long-term savings are best in the share market or property, which I know you're a property fan, um, and that's where your long-term savings are. Um, they've got more transaction costs to get in and out of, um, particularly property, uh, and prices can go up as well. Prices can go down as well as up. Uh, but you know, history has shown that the longer the time frame you're invested in property and uh, equity class assets, um, the more the odds of a reasonable return move in your favour. Right, okay. I mean, you know, unless you're lucky, if you buy a property today and then you decide in another month to sell it down the track, um, I can pretty much guarantee that you'll lose money. And, mm. and, and the share market's the, the, the same. Yeah, okay. Not a, not a great deal of difference like that then. Yeah, yeah and don't believe saying? anyone yeah. who tells you that property prices uh, always go up. Yeah, well, <laughs> no comment there. I'm well, the Hunter Valley, we'll look at Singleton, for example, prime example. You know, five years ago, it was it was costing an arm and a leg. Now, Singleton, Russellbrook, Russellbrook, Scone, yeah, Denman, all know, those areas. Um, it's not in the Hunter Valley, you're down mm. in Mackay and Queensland, and in Brisbane for that matter. The, 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 there's that many units being built up there now. The, mm. the price of the units have fallen 25. Mm. percent So you know, property prices do fall like every other asset class. I mean, where people kind of get confused is most people don't deal in the property market that much. They buy the house 10 years ago uh, they decide the average person owns their house for seven years. They decide they're going to go, you know, swap houses. The family's got bigger or the family's got smaller or whatever and they've made a big capital gain on the house usually. But, the, you know, as I said, you know, you keep it for 18 months, you might find you make a big loss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your time today, mate. You'll be back again next uh, Thursday uh, with Jane. Uh, We think. We think. think. Maybe. All right. (laughs) We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.